Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat, you guys have been suspiciously quiet on that app in the afternoons, and I don't like it. Y'all send a message even just to say hi. I love talking with y'all on there. A uh, bit of stuff to talk about today. Um, before I go any further, though, once again, um, if you hear me snoring on the air, somebody call up front, tell them to come poke me, wake me up. I Terrible night's sleep last night. I I did something stupid, which was I didn't eat properly in the last couple days. Uh, so I was dehydrated and very much malnourished. And just busy schedule, not paying attention to the time or anything. And then I found myself very achy and tired yesterday and just uh, completely out of it, completely out of it yesterday, uh, left a little after my show was over and Shannon and Hippie Hannah were on the air, uh, went home, fell asleep for several hours, woke up, cooked my family dinner, um, then realized that uh, I realized what the problem was and, and why it's just stupid. It was stupid. Please take care of your bodies properly. Um, I don't want to lose any of y'all. I, I was just stupid yesterday and the day before, but I'm, I'm doing okay right now and awake enough at the moment to go further into this Pentagon leaker story, because this is probably the most insane story that I've heard in recent years. So when the leaks first started happening, the Pentagon officials with the U S government came out and said, they believe that there was a a Russian spy involved. They told that to Reuters. They told Reuters that they believe that there was a Russian in the government, somewhere, Russian spy in the government somewhere. And that's how the documents were getting out. No, it was leaked to a discord server where they play the game. Minecraft. Okay, Discord is an app. You can create your own servers. They're little communication hubs for you and your friends in the gaming community. And there's all sorts of Discord servers for all sorts of things. And I believe this one was mostly teens and and a little up, uh, all playing Minecraft. And essentially what happened is this guy said, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are nothing. Y'all y'all aren't important. I'm important. I have access to top secret classified information. And the people in the chat were like, no, you're not. And they were trash talking each other like gamers do in their little communities. Well, this guy came back and said, "Uh uh-huh. And I can prove it and proved it by leaking us intelligence on troop deployment in Ukraine by, uh, by leaking what we know about China and the Ukraine offensive that's coming up, leaking what we know about uh, all sorts of things around the world. This guy just was leaking it to, to brag that he had this access to stuff. Justin Texier, uh, or whatever, however you pronounce the name. I've heard it pronounced three different ways. I have no idea. Jake, uh, Jake or Justin Take whatever, 21-year-old member of the, of the Massachusetts Air Force National Guard, apparently had IT or intelligence clearance or something like that, was able to get this stuff and then share it on Discord. Do you know what this means? You know what this means, right? 
This means you're going to have somebody calling the CEO of Discord into a congressional hearing and senators, Republican and Democrat, are going to be asking the Discord CEO about cat memes and whether or not this is some secret Chinese code. I, there's no way this isn't going to happen. Maybe it won't happen and maybe God will smile upon us and say we don't need the TikTok hearings time too. But somebody's going to call Discord in. They're going to. And we're going to listen to a bunch of really old congressmen and senators. As one person online pointed out, we have people in Congress that are older than the television. (laughs) And they're having to comment on technology that is progressing faster than it ever has before. And you and I will suffer because we will be watching these hearings. We'll be watching clips of these hearings and hearing clips of the, of, of the hearings on radio, seeing it on TV, seeing it on social media. We're going to be subjected to all that, to a bunch of old people who have no idea what Discord is, who are in positions of power in the U.S. government, making statements on things that they have no clue about. And I'll be real honest with you. I understand that some of you out there may not know what Discord is. You may not care what Discord is. You may not be a gamer, but I can guarantee you, if you're of a certain age, your kids or your grandkids are very well aware of what Discord is, and you should know that they are probably getting sent some racist memes in there occasionally. That's just what happens. Kids do stupid things on the Internet when they're gathered together in their chat rooms. That's what happens on social media all the time. But I am telling you right now, That because somebody was able to get onto a Discord server and say, you guys are a bunch of nobody wusses, and I have access to top secret intelligence, let me prove it to you. Now we're going to have to go through another congressional hearing where a bunch of people who don't understand social media are trying to figure out how to write laws about it. This isn't some person who had an ideology. This isn't some person who was spying for a foreign power. This is a person who was trying to brag to his internet friends. U.S. intelligence infrastructure was put at risk so a 21-year-old with access to top-secret classified files on U.S. servers, he wanted to brag. Our intelligence network was compromised because of that. And what's even worse is that you have people on the right who are saying that this kid is a hero. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that this is an enemy of the Biden administration. That's why they went and arrested him. He didn't do anything wrong. Yes, he did. You may not like war. You may not like the fact that the American military and American intelligence uh, institutions are taking part in some way in a war overseas or are helping one country out over another or engaged in any way on an international level. You may not like that, but the fact of the matter is this kid put U.S. servicemen and women in danger by revealing their locations in a leak where he was bragging about what kind of access he had. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is out there saying that this kid is a hero, he should be treated as a hero because the enemy of my enemy is my friend in political circles. Never mind that that dude is an idiot who leaked a bunch of sensitive information. You've got people like Glenn Greenwald, who the right all of a sudden loves, despite the fact that he has been pretty anti-American interest for 
his entire political career or his entire political writing career. You have American conservatives who are 100 percent on board with this guy because the Biden administration showed up and arrested him. So he's got to be good, right? He's letting us know all this information. Why is why is the Biden administration keeping it a secret? The Biden administration isn't keeping it a secret from us. He's keeping it a secret from the rest of the world. And so it has to be kept from us. It advances American interests. But no, we live in a time where if somebody does something the Biden administration doesn't like, that person's got to be a hero. If somebody had done something that the Trump administration didn't like, that person was a hero on the left. You have the fabulously named leaker from the Trump reality winner. What a great name. Fantastic name. Leaking stuff out because she didn't like the Trump administration, what the Trump administration, the U.S. military and government were doing. She leaked stuff. You have Edward Snowden, who the right sometimes loves and the right sometimes hates, depending on who's in power at the time. We live in an era where the enemy of my enemy is not my friend, y'all. But there are too many people on the right, especially with platforms in positions of power, with influencer, you know, influencer status or whatever, who are saying all of these things. This, this, this Jake Texiera kid or whatever his name is, he's clearly a hero because he's revealing the Biden administration's secrets. No, he's putting Americans at risk. My God, we've, how did we get here? I mean, I know part of how we got here, part of how we got here is that the left constantly demonized and attacked the right to the point where it was, we're going to take any victory we can get on the right. You're going to continue to beat the right down through the media, through the political rhetoric, whatever. Fine. Anytime something comes up against somebody on your side, the right's going to jump on it. And it's, it's the politics of trolling rather than anything reasonable. This kid is not a hero, and there's not any reason to believe that this kid is a hero. This kid is a moron who leaked sensitive information to a private gaming server because he wanted everybody to know what a big, important guy he was. A 21-year-old playing Minecraft wanted to let his internet friends know, his internet friends who were largely teenagers, wanted to let them know how important he was. We are only days away from from finding out it was really about trying to trying to get a girl to like him. Possibly an underage girl, because that's how these stories work, right? I don't know. God, this is such a stupid story, such a strange story. And the fact that there are people cheering this kid on is just mind-blowing on top of everything else. But again, the U.S. intelligence community was... Extremely sure this was a Russian thing. This the, the Russians did this. They somehow figured that the Russians were behind this leak. Nope. It was some kid with no allegiance to any other country saying, I'm a cool guy with internet access to things. And we had this massive military leak because of it. I think the Pentagon really needs to rethink who has access to what and how people can get that information outside of the Pentagon servers because that's the problem here. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. I'm going to take a break and try to cool down a little bit. I'll be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. 
You can also send a message through the KPEL app chat. Um, let's jump right to the phone lines now, actually, because we've got John on the line. John, how are you today? Hello? John, you there? I can barely hear you. It's playing the music. Ah, gotcha. It's uh, it's off now. You can hear me now? I can hear you now. All right, awesome. What you got? Well, I, I agree with most of what you said, and I disagree on one little thing, and it may be semantical a little uh-huh. bit. Um, I think what this whole issue really raises um, – because I work with a guy, his son is a, was a gamer, and, and he's in the military, and he has top security clearance. Now, yeah. he, he's a little older, maybe a little more mature. So I have, a, I have questions of how does this kid have access? Ludacris. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know what he was doing. So to call him a hero is totally insane. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just showing off. Yeah. Um, and what he released was very damaging, and he should be punished. Um, but I think the big scope of it is it shows how dishonest the military complex, administration, military, Austin, I'll throw Kirby in there. Um, you know, I'll throw Jake Sullivan in there. Mm-hmm. If if that information, which is confirmed it was from us, shows there's no way Ukraine's going to win this war. And if the, if they knew this, you know, depending how far in they knew it, um. From what I understand, there have been several opportunities for peace. Granted, eastern Ukraine may go back to Russia or since Crimea, yeah. if, if not longer. Yeah. And we're depleting our military resources. And it, to me, it's just it's like you're throwing good money after bad. So I have a theory on this. Let alone they lied to Congress and the Senate. Yeah. So I I have a theory on this, and it kind of relates to to what you're talking about. Here's my theory. The U.S., the Pentagon, the intelligence community, they don't actually give a damn about Ukraine. Their goal is to no, 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 and their goal is to weaken Russia as much as possible. Sure, Ukraine may not have a snowball's chance in hell, but you see how much the Russians have thrown at Ukraine, and you see how it's depleted and really undermined any idea that Russia's got this grand military going, and you find out that the deep state or whatever you want to call them they. All they've wanted to do was lessen the power of Russia. This, we're, we're talking Cold War sentiment here. And Ukraine is just kind of the, the, the means to weaken Russia at this point. If you look at it from that perspective, it makes a little more sense. But I'm, I'm with you because it's still dishonest to have touted as we've got to help Ukraine win when the intelligence community seems to have known behind the scenes that that was never actually going to happen. No, I, I agree with that 110%. Yeah. 
All right. And, you, you know, and how – well, I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the music started playing. I've got to take this break. John, thank you very much for the call. Um, we will uh, okay. t- we will take more calls here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, when we get back. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation. Want to get to some other news of the day. Um, the Supreme Court stays the Texas ruling that uh, suspended an abortion pills approval. So this has been an ongoing legal battle. I haven't touched on it a whole lot because there really wasn't much to touch on until the Supreme Court got involved, which it just did a little while ago. The Supreme Court on Friday temporarily blocked a federal court's ruling that suspended the FDA's approval of the abortion pill. Justice Alito issued the administrative stay of the U.S. District Judge uh, ruling dealing with the circulation of mifepristone, one of the two drugs commonly involved in a chemical abortion regime. The stay applies until 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. The Justice Department appealed the decision in the case, which has now been escalated to the Supreme Court. The court does not second-guess the FDA's decision-making lightly. The original district judge wrote in his 67-page opinion... But here, the FDA acquiesced on its legitimate safety concerns in violation of its statutory duty based on plainly unsound reasoning and studies that did not support its conclusions. This is going to be an issue going forward, the abortion issue. I talked a little bit about this, I think, earlier this week. Right now... Republicans are trying to navigate the post-Roe landscape, and some Republicans in some areas are going for broke. Here in Louisiana, we've got the no uh, exceptions whatsoever, although there's a bill to add exceptions going through the legislature this session. But in Louisiana, pretty, pretty heavily red state, you're not going to see a whole lot of voter uprising on that. But in other places, you are. What polling has consistently shown us is that there is voter support for abortion being legal. But that support drops off after the first trimester, significantly drops off. Most people, just based on the numbers that you look at, most people really think by the end of the first trimester, if you haven't made your decision, what are you waiting for? At that point, it's a kid, have the baby. That's what the polling shows. Now, what makes this complicated is that the right-to-life groups, the, the groups that are pushing this, the people on the right who are pushing for abortion bans in the wake of post Roe era they are pretty much beholden to the get rid of it. And and I don't blame them. Again, I'm anti-abortion. I'm I'm okay with the exceptions for rape incest life of the mother, but I fully understand and frankly don't blame the pro-life groups that want to get rid of abortion entirely. Yes, it is a human life. Yes, you you want to protect human life. 
But the politics, the nuances of the politics are a big issue here. The U.S. is filled with people who are not really too far on either side of the political spectrum. The U.S. is filled with people who are fairly moderate. And those moderate and independent voters, they kind of sway based more on economic situations than anything else. Or if the government has done something really stupid, if there's something really scandalous. One thing that pushes moderates toward the Democrats is going for broke on the abortion issue. So in some states or districts, you may be safe to push for that, to push for a full and total ban. But in some areas, the right is really pushing for it, and they're going to lose at the ballot box. And so it may be time for those right-to-life groups, it may be time for those activists to consider navigating based more on nuance. Now, years ago, um, the state of Georgia was pushing a 20-week abortion ban through the legislature, and it ultimately failed because Georgia right to life was against it. Why was Georgia right to life against a 20-week abortion ban? Because it wasn't a full ban of abortion. Georgia right to life was all or none which is certainly not how you get victories, how you get points on the board for your political ideology. There are right-to-life groups, including here in Louisiana, that are pushing against things like exceptions to rape, incest, life, and the mother because they they are 100% against abortion. And in Louisiana, you can get away with that. But consider what happened in November. Republicans who were expecting a wave year did not get that wave. And there's more and more people, serious people, not just pollsters, not just partisan hacks on the Democrat side, but but serious people who say, yeah, it looks like abortion did play a part in this. In places like Pennsylvania, in places like uh, Michigan, abortion did have a rallying effect for the left. So is this the hill that you die on this election cycle? How do you manage it? How do you walk through it? That's what Republicans are having to figure out right now. And I do not envy them on this because I can sit here behind a microphone. I'm not running for office and I can say I'm opposed to abortion. I can also say I understand the rape, incest, life of the mother exceptions and I'm fine with them. It's another thing for a politician who's got an excellent record on pro-life votes to go out and say, I think we need to make an exception for rape, incest, and life of the mother. And then you have that very vocal, evangelical, pro-life group that is going to turn on that, that politician. And they will turn some voters away from that politician. It, it's just what's going to happen. So the right needs to have sit down and have this conversation and figure out if abortion is a vote killer, is a support killer, or if it's going all the way on abortion, that's a vote killer. Keep in mind, Brian Kemp in Georgia signed a fetal heartbeat bill, won massively 
over Stacey Abrams. Ron DeSantis has been pushing for restrictive measures. And in fact, I think Florida just got a six-week ban in. And while pushing life, Ron DeSantis won by 20 points in Florida, a state that used to be considered a swing state. If you approach it the right way, you can win people to your side. You can move the ball down the field. You can put points on the board without going for broke immediately in some of these places. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation. Before this next break, there is another story that popped up a little while ago that made me shout very loudly at the heavens. Larry Elder will likely announce 2024 presidential bid soon, close friends says. Full disclosure, I am an employee here at Town Square Media. I am on a Town Square Media station. I am a Town Square Media radio host, right for a Town Square Media radio site. But, but, I also write for Red State, which is owned which is part of Town Hall Media, is owned by Salem Media. And Salem Media is who um, Larry Elder was syndicated through when he had his show. Remember, Larry Elder left his show to run in the recall against Gavin Newsom in California and lost. Elder now wants to run for president for reasons that escape me. I'm not against a crowded field, but you need to have a reason why. Larry Elder brings nothing, absolutely nothing to the table. There's no point. He is going to end up being a waste of space. I don't mind also rands. I don't mind a crowded field, like I said. I don't mind people who are running just to run, but give me a reason. Give me a perspective. Give me an idea that you are going to offer something that other candidates in the race aren't going to offer. Larry Elder is a radio Republican from California. Yes, he's a person of color, but so is Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and Vivek Ramaswamy. What is Larry Elder going to bring? Vice President of Salem Radio Network is playing him up in a story at the Daily Caller. I don't think this is going to, he's not going to, he's not even going to register in the polls. But people are there, they're they're playing to their own egos, they're not playing for actual votes. Larry Elder, I don't know what his game is, what his grift is. There's no reason for this, and it is infuriating that we've gotten to that point. All right, 232-1542. When we come back, we will round out the day. Of course, more of your calls, your messages on the KPL app chat. If you don't know about the app chat, open up the KPL app. Download the KPL app if you don't have it, which you absolutely should. But there's a little chat icon up in the top corner. Select general message. You can send a message to this show. I'm reading those right now. I'll be back after this break here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Okay, how much of that is a mortgage? Uh, the mortgage about two ten. So you have six hundred thousand dollars in what? Three hundred thirty-five is about 
in student loans. We both have advanced degrees. And then a lot, the rest is really credit cards and personal loans. So you have $300,000 of credit cards and personal loans? We have about so 335,000 student loans and about 136,000 in credit cards, 44,000 personal loans, and 35,000 car loans. Okay, so again, woman calls in to Dave Ramsey's show and says, yeah, my husband and I have about a million dollars in debt. And you need to see the video because the look on Dave Ramsey's face says it all. He says, this, this cannot be right. Mortgage is about 210. The student loans are 335,000. 135,000 in credit card debt. I was worried about my taxes this year. And I was worried about my spending this year and paying what I owe to the IRS. But good God almighty. This is a this is back when this aired again. 2019 was when this clip originally uh, when this call originally happened to Dave Ramsey's show in 2019. This was a 29 year old woman and her 32 year old husband, both with advanced degrees, both with hundreds of thousands of student loan debt, both with hundreds of thousands in uh, in a mortgage debt in mortgage debt, uh, thirty five thousand in car loans, which was their cheapest uh, outstanding debt. Very strange. 135000 in credit card debt? Are you kidding me? Now, in, in subsequent clips, I mean, it's a, it's a three-clip series. I'm not playing the full thing. It's like it, it was more time than we had at the, here at the end of the show. But, man, man, Dave, the, Dave Ramsey's his reaction to this and him saying, look, this, I'm, I'm not going to be your friend here. You're going to have to live a crappy life in order to pay this debt off. And he was he's absolutely right. I don't know if it was circulating because the, the couple was back on the air with him recently or what, but good God. I, I know it's easy to get into debt. I know. Trust me, I know. I've been very blessed, but I know how easy it is to get sucked into that. I know how easy it is. You know, we can pay the money back later. But if I came anywhere close to a million in debt, my wife would have me murdered. She might do it herself. I'm not sure. But I know for certain that, would, that, the, that the marriage would end. I don't know if it ends with my death or ends with a divorce, but my marriage would end. But we live in a society where people are fine. We, we've, really, we've really started living almost this hedonistic lifestyle. And, and people in my generation, a bit younger, are really just outspending what they make. Except now they're all worried because they can't afford a house. They can't afford the, the luxuries they want. And sure, it's the boomers and Generation X's fault. But also, they're not spending responsibly. My generation's not spending responsibly. A million dollars in debt, a quarter of it, less than a quarter of it is uh, is a house uh, mortgage. More than a third of it is student loans, which in that right there proves to you that student loans are a scam. Student loans in some higher education is a scam. You don't need all that education to go out and be successful. 
35,000 car loans, 135,000 in credit card debt. Were they continuing to get credit cards despite the debt they were building up? And when does a credit card company decide, look, you're too big of a risk even for us and we're credit card companies? My God. And and I I grew up, when I started in radio, Dave Ramsey was on in the afternoons, uh, roughly right after the, uh, the afternoon talk show and sports show that we had. And... Dave Ramsey scared the hell out of me. When I was working at the newspaper in uh, in Abbeville, in the back, they would be playing Dave Ramsey during the afternoons, and I'd be hearing some of the stuff, and Dave Ramsey and how he'd talk to those people on his show. Dave Ramsey scares the hell out of me because there's people who are doing things that I could very easily get caught up doing, and I'm terrified of doing it. That and having a financial planner as a father, you know, really scared it out of me. All right, you guys, that's it for me. Have a great weekend. I will be back on Monday to hang out with you guys some more. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at redstate.com. Also, check out the podcast version of the show, which you can find at joecunninghamshow.substack.com. The podcast will be uploaded here very shortly. And... Be sure to stick around. Shannon is offsides next here in the studio, right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.